Welcome to the Morning Skaters, right? We are back. Episode 235. No, that can't be right. Is it 235? It's like 238. I might, I think I think it's 238. I think I did a minor, minor boo-boo on that one. So start off with a nice little mea culpa. But we're <laughs> back. Uh, you got your host, Cad. I'm joined by Brownie. Uh, we're doing this right after the All-Star Skills Comp. Yep. Uh, we have some stuff that we kind of want to get into, some hockey talk. But Brownie, how's it going, buddy? Good, good. We're we're a couple of fucking live wires that were here on a Friday night after the skills competition due with a podcast. Uh, no, it's all good. I survived the week of the cyclone snow bomb, whatever they call it in the Northeast, which ended up dumping over more than two feet where I live. So I was out plowing. Uh, I think it was a total of like 17 hours I put in in the truck. No shit. Yep. Pain How many driveways do you have? Heaven. Huh? How many driveways do you have? Uh, I don't know who's listening, so I'm gonna say some. And uh, <laughs> I got a bunch of loops, so that's always good. Um, but yeah, the same people pretty much every year. You try to add more people each year, or are you kind of capped out. Well, I'm pretty capped out right now, and actually going forward, I'm gonna be uh, cutting some people from the team that uh, going into next year. You're fucking out, bud. Yeah, well, I'm just going to be like, hey, sorry, you're not in my route. Because what it is, is my loop is right now like four and a half hours. So that's kind of long because in a real heavy snowstorm like this, by the time I do the loop, I have to go go back. back. Yeah, so that's why it's constant, which is fine. But if the storm gets ahead of me, which it did this, this last storm, by the time I get back, there's you know, like six inches have fallen in those four hours. And then it's a little too much for the truck, and that puts wear and tear on the truck. So I'm going to try to trim it down. I'm probably going to drop like 10 driveways. Snowplow drivers are like the unsung heroes, and you don't really realize it just because you wake up in the morning and your driveway is done. But you sick fucks are out on the roads when the roads aren't good yet. And you don't have better, though, because no one's out there. Well, yeah, but you also don't have those big-ass town trucks. Like, you're just in – I mean, you're still in a big truck, but, like, those big town trucks, those things fucking drive through just about anything. Like these like, guys, the the town I live in, they just – right now we have about an inch of snow. So I'm not out, mm-hmm. right? And I, my, my accounts know. I'm like, I come three, four inches. I'm not coming to piss you off every inch. Well, the town's already been up and down my That's road. That's what I say. That's what I say. Yeah, right. Yeah. But they're not, they're not doing anything, you know? Yeah. It, it just It's just scraping. The spark's flying. I mean, whatever. And yeah. I, I will say I did enjoy – this is one of my favorite things about plowing. So I'm plowing, and I'm not flying along. It's slippery roads. I got a heavy plow on the truck, right? You got to be careful. And I had this guy in a 7 Series BMW on my ass on this, like, minor road. Not like a little town road, but like a not a major road, two lanes. And he's on my ass. So I pull in this, this bar, let him pass. He goes buzzing by me, dirty look, the whole nine. And as we go up the road, he went maybe 150 yards before he slid off. Yep, karma's a so bitch. I slowed down. He got out, and he's looking at his car. He's like, what the fuck? And he's obviously hurt. So I, he was on my driver's side. I had my window down because it's hot, you know, in the truck. Yeah. And a big, hey, you just <laughs> kept driving. Yeah, dude, fuck karma's dude. a bitch, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so that was no. fun. We uh we got like a little bit of freezing rain for about maybe a half hour last night, and Nashville shut down. Got to work from home today. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> isn't isn't that different. fucking crazy? Very different. And here's Very the different. thing: like, I would go to work. I can get there safely, but now it's to a point where it's like I hear everybody in Nashville talk about how bad roads are and like how they get so scared from snow. Where like I don't even want to be on the roads because right. somebody is on the road. They don't have a fucking clue what's going on. It has well, nothing to do with me. 
the towns down there don't have salt and sand, so they're not. I think <clears throat> I was told Tennessee has four plows the entire yeah, state. I believe it. Kind of wild, but that's what we kind of have. We're, let's hop right into it. Yeah, uh, Mia Copas before you do NHL in the news. And I, I have an argument about the first Mia Copa because I think I got that right. No, you didn't. Was he not traded from the Panthers no. to the Sabres? Are you positive? You said he was a Bruins prospect. No, 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 no. Play no. the tape, dude. You said he was a Bruins prospect. And I'm like, I don't think so, bud. No, I said Panthers. 100% you said Bruins prospect. Well, I met Panthers. No, because I said he was a part of the Reinhardt deal. You yeah, but you still said he was a Boston prospect. All right, whatever. Listen, I don't think if you're gonna I think you have Boston Brian. on your mind. Hey Brownie, how Patrice Bergeron doing the actually shooting, huh? He did just as good as Kreider did in the fastest lap. So <laughs> <laughs> I we I can't wait to talk about Kreider because, like, dude, what's going on with that guy? We'll get into it in a little bit. But, but anyway, uh, so he's a he's a Buffalo prospect. And actually, I saw this after after we did the doc. He got a shout out from uh, Tom Brady on Instagram, wishing him luck in the Olympics because he's a TV twelve guy. Yep, yeah. which makes sense. Good for that kid. Yeah, pretty pretty fucking. And good. then this was mine. It's not a big deal, but just Greg Pattern was the guy who unloaded that bomb of a slap shot in the uh, Anaheim game, and he deserves me to know his name. And then we got ripped for this. You and I trying to do the fucking math for beer league. <laughs> I got destroyed on a group text. They're like, are you fucking kidding me? You and Ked were going, so 13, that's eight forwards and five D, like nine and four, you idiots. Yeah, we yeah, were that, that could have been better. <laughs> I was also I was I was battling for my life though. That was that's what I said. Week. I go, Ked yeah. was sick. And they're like, Well, what's your excuse? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Ked dragged me down. Yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, throw me under the bus on that one. I'll, hand up, boys. That, that one's on me. Yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that was this week's Mia Copas. I can't wait for next week's. But uh, I'm going to make sure I click the right intro music here for NHL News. Mm-hmm. So here we go. All right. We're going to get this one out of the way. Yep. Jacob Panetta was suspended for the remainder of the season. Uh, we talked about this last week with everything that went down in the East Coast League. I thought it, this guy, this guy, though. this guy, if he didn't do what everybody said he did, and, this happened, and he's a way better guy than I am because yep. he, he came out with a response and said, hey, listen, like, I still, he still denies that that's what it was about, but he said that he needs to kind of, you know, start thinking about what other people think and this and that. And like, it was, it was one, how he was going to kind of go, not counseling, but like, you know what I mean? Like he was going to go do that. He's going to try to be better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If, if if that was me and I didn't do it and I ended up getting suspended for the whole season, I would have fucking went nuts. So shout out to this guy. Yes. If that's the case, but big F big F. I immediately look at it and I'm like, this motherfucker, he's just like, oh, I'm going to go work on myself and just let this slide by. It's like an admission of guilt almost. And it's not. And I know that's wrong, but that's how I took it. And I see like they finally shut up Andrew Shaw. He was probably like, you're not helping. Yeah. He's like, hey, listen, <laughs> just shut the fuck up. See you at the family reunion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see you at the family we- reunion. We'll burn a couple of crosses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, uh, we talked about this briefly because it was happening in real time. Aaron Dell ended up getting suspended three games for that hit on Drake Batherson. 
Uh, Bassett missed the all-star game. He's out for months with a high ankle sprain. Dude, a high ankle sprain is the worst. Socks. Socks. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully he gets better I didn't know this. Did you know he's done this before? Come out of net and hit guys? Mm -mm. Yeah, look him up. If you go on YouTube and put Aaron Dell, like, I don't think he just typed his name in probably, but you put it outside the crease. He came across on the Oilers. He came all the way out to, like, the half wall on the right wing and plastered a guy. Tell you what. That's on my scouting report if I run a hockey team and we, we go up against that guy. Uh, missing Curfew put out a, a, a thing on Instagram. Um, it's OB and Upshaw. No, I know, but I'm trying to remember who the team was. It was a Montreal goalie. No, it's Carey Price and Cam Jansen. It wasn't Carey Price. No, it was, it was someone else. Okay. It was a, a backup. And someone, I think for Edmonton, like popped his helmet right off, clipped him as they went by. Oh, Cassian. Katian, that's right. And they were like, this is why Aaron Dell plays the way he does. I'm like, ah, I don't think those two make uh, you know what I mean? Listen, you got to do it one way or the other. If the goalie goes, if the goalie goes below GLE, he's fair game. If he doesn't, then he's not. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? I see, I would get rid of the trapezoid. I think you just keep everything in. And if this ever happens again. Like you just like kind of like in the video games, you just turn off the slider and it's like, okay, goalies are fucking free game tonight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Only if you get rid of the trapezoid and you say the goalie can play it below the goal line extended, but he can be hit. I don't know. Guys aren't going to hit him. I do like, this is why Brady Kachuk's a fucking captain. Do you see him go at Arendelle? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just and not a single guy in Buffalo did anything to Brady Kachuk. They are all just like, oh Brady, if you wouldn't mind, could you please move away from our goalie? Yeah, like hey, please please calm down, sir. Yeah, please calm down. Uh oh boy, Philadelphia adds John Torchetti as an yep. assistant coach under intern Mike Yeo. Uh, nothing like training your replacement. You're right. I mean, that sucks, dude, for Mike Yeo. He hasn't done. You can't blame Philly's problems on Mike Yeo, in my opinion. I think uh, yes and no. The injuries they've had, the goaltending they've had. I mean, just and then the ha- like the GM says, "Hey, here's your new assistant coach. Hey, buddy, go learn everything, and we'll see you in next." Yeah, year. it's uh, and it's it, it, dude, it sucks for hockey because it's hockey's good when the Flyers are like dickheads. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when the yeah. Flyers are like a good team that you hate to play against. Hockey's fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, agree. so but. Talking about Philly, Claude Giroux looked pretty fucking good as a Bruins second-line center. There we go. Um, <laughs> with, now, no, that's not technically in division, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, th- is this Chris Knuckles, Nylon? Nylon. Nylon. Uh, fired from TSN Radio for refusing a vaccination. Sent a statement after consultation with my doctors based on my medical conditions. I've decided not to take the shot. I saw a medical exemption. It was denied. Right off the top of my head, I think this is kind of bullshit. Which way, dude? You should be able to do whatever you want to do, even if it even yep. if it kind of makes you like an asshole, like that. You know what no, I mean? No, I I agree with it's Chris Nyland's choice to get the shot or not. That's what I'm saying. That's that's not in 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 question. Uh, and I only put this in as a talking point because it was pretty big news in TS for TSN for Canada. Um, he's loved in Montreal, <laughs> and he has a daily radio show. Uh, but TSN is a private entity. It's their call. Yeah, it's their call, but I still think it's fucking Bush League. I mean, he could have been like, hey, I'll do a studio from my home or, you know, I mean, I'm, but the thing that got me was that he he did 
try to get a medical exemption was denied by the TSN doctors. Well, Can so, Canada's fucking going crazy right now with yeah. the convoy that they have, oh, and, yeah. like Theo yeah. Fleury and like yeah. Sean Avery's talking about it's it. Armador too, yeah. And then, uh, I, yeah, dude, it, and they just they I think they kind of had like a league meeting kind of interview with Gary Bettman, and he said that the Canadian teams are easily taking the biggest hit on everything that's like going on right now. It makes sense, right? We talked about ticket sales is like a huge thing, so yeah. Um, well, you want you can't blame Marshawn can't blame the Canes for escrow. When there's no fans in Canada, yeah, but he but he did uh he did kind of go out Arizona not too long ago too. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I think that's further down, isn't it? Or did we? Well, we have Arizona next. Down. Yep, uh, they're gonna play at the Arizona. Oh, State look at that! That was Stadium. accidental. You like that? You see how uh, I did it? Like a little West Coast swing there, buddy. <laughs> they're uh, the Coyotes are gonna play at the ASU Stadium with five thousand people. I mean, I don't know what the hell is gonna happen here, like. Do you play you play cards with your buddies? Uh you have. If, you yeah, have, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm a rummy guy. <laughs> All right. Listen, my grandfather used to school me in rummy, so we can play when Rummy's we Rummy's a great game, dude. You have like some a dime a point at the end. Ooh, yeah. that can add up. So, anyways, when you're playing cards with your buddies, for those listening at home who maybe do play cards with your buddies, at some point. You have been playing, and you just keep checking and raising, and you're in. You're pot committed. Even if you got shit, maybe it's one of your oldest friends across from you, and you're like, fuck him. I'm not giving him the satisfaction of holding. That's basically where Gary Bettman is right now with Arizona. Yeah. He has pot committed the NHL to making this work in Arizona. Yeah. They're at their fourth location, and they still can't get it right. And to get there's something in the collective bargaining agreement where – <clears throat> they they have to maintain a level of like a fitness room, a weight room. It all has to be there in the stadium for the visiting team. So it's going to cost the NHL 10 to 15 million to upgrade ASU's facilities to meet that. And then they're still going to build another rink. So ASU is like, hell yeah, yeah come on in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to play, play hockey at ASU, it's kind of sick, but. Well, they were saying yeah, some of these kids, like the top draft picks coming out of coming into the NHL, they played for bigger crowds in the OHL. Yeah, which is insane. No. It's Brandon an NHL. Brandon Hoffman's got over thirty goals in the OHL. It's the first round pick of the Rangers this year. Uh, and the last thing on this, because I heard this on a on an interview, um, ASU college hockey plays Friday and Saturday nights. <coughs> Scheduling conflicts. So the Arizona Coyotes, not only going to play in a small barn, you're going to play Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday matinees. And what sucks is like the other – I've heard Quebec or Quebec or whatever the fuck you want to pronounce it. They're not going to put another team in Canada right now. No, no, no. And Seattle – I mean, Seattle's going like gangbusters. What's the other place they've said in the U.S.? Um, is it, isn't it in Texas? Houston? Maybe. Houston, because you used to be the Houston Arrows, right? I think Houston. I don't know. I don't know what you do, man. Honestly, Kansas City is another one, right? But it's close to St. Louis. It'd be kind of cool if they put one in Maine. I don't think there'd be enough people there, but that that could be like a uh, oh, that would be sick. Bruins rival would like do like Maine Blackbear jerseys. Hate it going up there. Be the opposite yeah. of the Vegas trip, right? I don't know, but that's what we have in Arizona. New Orleans uh, might be a good one too. That could be cool. Um, stick taps Drew Doughty played in his 1000th game versus the oh, Islanders. He's the fifth Los Angeles King to do so. 
from 2010. Uh, Dowdy is the 18th player to break a thousand NHL games. Out Dude, of I don't have the paper with me. You got to be kidding me. It's upstairs. Okay. This team, do you know that might be the best team ever? The 2010 Canadian Olympic team? They were pretty fucking good, dude. Dude, <laughs> so there's only like three guys on the um, roster uh, that haven't played a thousand games in the NHL. One of them's Jonathan Taves because he took a year off and he's like 14 games away. Danny Heatley retired with, I believe, over 800. And I think Brendan Morrow was like 991 when he retired. Brendan Morrow didn't get it. No, no he was like 991. All right, here it is. Listen to this roster. I just pulled up my phone. <coughs> These are the, all right, Patrice Bergeron, Sidney Crosby, Ryan Getzlaff, Danny Heatley, Jerome McGinley, Patrick Marlowe, Brendan Morrow, Rick Nash, Corey Perry, Mike Richards, Eric Stahl, Joe Thornton, Jonathan Taves up front. I mean, that's insane. And on the back end, the only one that I'd be like, eh, is Morrow, but Morrow brings that edge. You, exactly. know I mean? you know what I mean? On the back end, Dan Boyle, Drew Doughty, Duncan Keith, Scott Niedermeyer, Chris Pronger, Brent Seabrook, Shea Weber. That's easily the best defensive group. Yeah. Easily. In net, <laughs> Marty Brodeur, Mark Andre Fleury, and Roberto Luongo. And Roberto yeah. Luongo was the goalie, right? Brodor was number one. No. No? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure Luongo is the one who won against the United States. This could be a mea culpa. <laughs> so every defenseman played over 1,000 games in the NHL. Two out of the three goalies did it. And the forwards, there was only three that didn't. And two of them have retired. Uh, uh, Taves will get it this year. That's insane. And they it wasn't like they were floaters in the NHL. I think there were a lot of 2003 draft picks on that team, too. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. With Getzlav, I'm pretty sure Seabrook was. Seabrook was, like, later on, though. He was, I don't know if he was a first-round pick or not, but, that's, yeah. That's a, it's, that's a, that, that might be the best roster ever. I think so. <clears throat> Anaheim hired Pat Verbeek as a sixth GM in team history. Now, did, he, did we not just talk about Pat Verbeek, like, last week? He was underneath Iserman in Detroit, and then he left for this. Yeah, you're not a Verbeek guy. Uh, well, listen, if he was a Bruin, I would have loved him, but he was such a scumbag for the Whalers. You know, I didn't. That's fair enough. Um, I think though, I think that's a good hire though. Like definitely a good hockey mind. I think so too. And he, I think he, my impression of Pat Verbeek is that he won't give a fuck about Zegris as long as he keeps playing well. You see Tortorella again, double down too. Tortorella is unbelievable. I get it. Maybe it's a shtick, but. Like, I don't I don't know if we put that in there, but did he just he said that the Canadian media can kiss his ass on national television? Yeah, yeah. Never never change towards, please. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um now for our segment, bad Chicago. Normally good Chicago, but this is worse Chicago. Yeah, this week it's worse. Um Chicago announced a group of advisors to assist the Hawks in the search for GM. <coughs> Hosa Sharp and Olchuk was named to the group by CEO Danny Wirtz. Hosa, no front office or coaching experience. Sharp coached briefly at UVM. Uh, after NBC lost the NHL and Olchek was the head coach of Pittsburgh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're not you're not an Eddie O guy. He, you have written here you're that, not gonna that read road, hockey huh? is tremendously tremendous. I don't hate that, but not a lot. You're right, not a lot of experience there. Um, and not only that, these guys are on the advisory board, but Ed Olchek is still doing color for the Chicago <laughs> podcasts. 
And Patrick Sharp just debuted in between the benches for the same broadcast. So your advisory board, it, are two of the guys doing color? I mean, come on. Yeah. Original six. Yeah, but I think if I was a Chicago fan, I would like that. If you're a Chicago fan, I would hope that you have more sense that you'd be like, enough with this fucking bullshit. They're also not talking about bringing Pete Shirelli. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good luck. And then we're Chicago. I didn't get to watch this. I did. But there's a wild back and forth Chicago town hall meeting. Mark Lazarus asked CEO Danny Wirtz what he thought was a softball question when he asked what the team do now in light of what happened to Kyle Beach. And, uh, I mean, he, he, he went nuts. So this, so he asked, um, the CEO, Danny Wirtz and in Rocky is Danny Wirtz's dad. And he jumped in and went off on two different questions. And clearly in 2022, old rich white guys don't like being asked questions and being, not, those, not, not those types of questions. It was an easy question. All he had to say was, listen, we take what happened to Kyle Beach as a tragedy and we treat it very seriously. Yeah. Moving forward, we this are going never to happen again. Parent top to bottom, and this is never going to happen on my watch. Mm -hmm. Next question. He went at him and was like, we're not talking about this. It's in the past. We're not talking about this. Because that's what you do with scandals and sexual stuff like that. You bury it away and pretend it never happened. Because that seems to work out well. Yeah. Fucking douche. Wild. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was like enraged watching that. And uh, who was it that said it? It was Wayne Gretzky. <clears throat> Wayne Gretzky said, how do you watch that as a parent whose 18 year old kid might get drafted by Chicago? Mm -hmm. they, they, they had like a video of Eddie Olchuk during this thing. And Eddie was, <laughs> he was just looking down like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, I'm not even this fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Uh EA Sports announced that he said his Rice answer was tre tremendously tremendous. Tremendously <laughs> tremendous. EA Sports announced that U.S. and Canadian Olympic women's team are in NHL 22. I think that's great. Good for them. Grows the sport. Uh, I saw this one video. It was like Hillary and I, Amanda Kessel, those guys talking about like growing up and like playing video games and how that, and they couldn't believe that they could be a part of it. Representation matters, man. Mm -hmm. Hey, my daughter today, I was watching the Northeastern game because I'm home with the wife in quarantine. And my daughter was, I was watching in the kitchen on the computer and my daughter was sitting at the table doing stuff, but she kept coming over because it was all girls with ponytails out the back playing. Yeah. It matters. does matter. Uh, keeping with like Olympic type things. I didn't see this until you just, you, until I saw this. Wow. Good one, Ked. Tremendously tremendous. Uh, head coach Claude Julian slipped on the ice and fractured his ribs during team activity in Switzerland. Jeremy Colleton's taking over as head coach. He was the previous Blackhawks head coach. Slipping on ice is just a disaster thing. Well, the other thing, they're in Switzerland doing team activities. Any any maybe question of Claude, what he would have blown when they, when they uh, took him in the back to mend his ribs on a breathalyzer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... He's got – he doesn't have NHLers, so he's just ripping up with the coaches. Dude, I uh, – I mean, do you have a memory in your life where, like, you fell on ice, but one that vividly sticks out to you? Yeah. I feel like most people do. I remember – Playing hockey or – playing hockey or, or just – No, just in general. Because I remember one time I was late for work, and it was freezing rain. I was like, God, I go to go out there. Ice on the ground. There's water above the ice. I went to get in my truck, and I fucking ate shit. Soaked. And I'm like, fuck this. Went right inside. Uh, guys, I'm sick. I can't make it in today. Laid in my bed the whole day. I was like, I can't do it. 
I don't have a vivid memory of falling on ice, but in the town I live in, we do a, a bar crawl. Every, well, pre-COVID, there used to be a bar crawl. And like they ignore the open container law for the day. And it's there's That's there's nice. a bunch of bars. There used to be more. There's a bunch of bars. And it was to raise money for honor flight for uh veterans to fly them down to uh DC to see the memorials. It's a nice charity. And you go bar to bar. And I ducked behind some building to take a leak. And uh I was I could see my friends that I was meeting, and I was walking straight to them with the lights at me, so I couldn't really see the ground, and I did not see the curb. And it was a high curb, like 18 inches. And I hit that and went down so hard. I got cut on both shins and biffed my face. And my I had a, came up with a – I showed up. They're like, where'd you go? We saw you walk, and then you fell. And my legs were cut, and I had a bloody nose. Falling, falling in the winter is brutal. I remember one time we were going back from the bar. We were in a cab. I was – shit faced and we're literally maybe like 15 seconds away from pulling into the hockey house and i'm like i gotta throw up and the, the, the guy's like no you like we're i'm like dude i'm gonna throw up you get that flock sweat pulls over to the side of the road i open up the door go to throw up fall face first my head was in a snowbank and i'm just i'm there and i'm like throwing up in the snowbank i'm like, I'm like suffocating my buddy had to like pick me up and pull me out I'm like, <laughs> I guess Does anybody want a snow cone. I guess the first thing I said when they pulled me up, I go live in the dream boys. And, and then, and then we went right back to the, to the hockey house. But That's yeah, awesome. winter months, uh, Tampa Bay lightning are alternative jerseys with the skull. They were pretty fucking cool. Uh, they're in honor of, Oh God. Uh, Gasparilla, Gasparilla yeah. Yeah. pirate festival that takes place in Tampa since 1904. Those were pretty cool jerseys. So listen, as someone who's an avowed Tampa Bay hater, that jersey is lights out. Yeah, it was cool. That could be something that could they could use, like, but they won't. I sometimes these jerseys are so fucking cool, and you're like, God damn, that'd be way cooler than the third jerseys that they actually have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is one of them. Um, All star game time. Uh, goalies for the breakaway challenge are. I, I don't. I I don't know what that is. Manon Rayom. Thank you. And you were why, young, but she played a couple of exhibition games for the Tampa Bay Lightning when Phil Esposito was the GM. She also got scored on by Krill Kaprizov, who was using the wrong-handed stick. But I think she let it in. Okay. Uh, and White Russell didn't know who this guy was until we had the group. Yeah, the group chat. chat. Yeah. Kurt Russell. And listen, if if Clara is listening, he's not Captain America. No. Is she, he? Is he though? Kept saying he was Captain America. He was Captain America briefly, but then he killed someone. Spoiler alert! And he is now gonna be. The the character known as U.S. Sold, U.S. Agent, I believe, U.S. Agent, and he's a borderline bad guy. The new Captain America, another spoiler alert, is gonna be Falcon, because in the comics he goes to uh, there's a black Captain America. What happened to the to Chris Evans? Oh. We need to do another podcast. We got to rope thinking. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Captain Chris Evans decided to go back with the last of the uh, the Ant Man Pym secret sauce, whatever that time travel stuff was, and live out his life with his true love. And he showed up again as an old guy, and he's no longer an Avenger. Softer than baby shit, dude. Okay, he did everything they asked of him. <sighs> I'm over it, dude. A captain, and the guy who's Captain America captain. would never give up on being Captain America. He didn't. He passed a torch to Sam, who was yeah, that's given up. Oh my good lord. He's a quitter and All we right. don't do that shit. Um 
Wait till I show. Wait till I have Chris Evans waiting here in my basement one day, and I get you talking about it, and then he pops up and goes, "Excuse me, is, is he there out of like his own like right, or is he like tied yeah, up? he'd be here out of his own right." I'm <laughs> I, listen, I'm one step away from Chris Evans. I have a friend who know who's friends with him. Okay, well we'll see, but uh, all I'm right, just gonna so, get him to record. Ked, this is Captain America. No, I only got to see a little bit of the skills. I started watching. At that fucking awful. Oh, wait, hold on. Kurt, Russell, Kurt Russell's son actually did play NCAA hockey for Alabama University of Alabama Huntsville. Cam uh, one program. Cam Talbot played there. He also played overseas, so he was a professional goalie. Okay. All right, fair enough. But I I started watching that that fucking weird Bellagio thing where they were like flipping the pucks and stuff. Dude, that it was pretty cool. It was cool. It would have been way cooler if they had good like uh, commentary with it, because it was kind of just awkward. I thought. Well, I don't think Derek England was the right guy to be the color commentator. As much as I like Derek England as a player, he was known as like the strong, silent, like Chara type. Yeah. So you need to have someone who never shuts up. Like Sean Avery would have been fantastic. Sean Avery hated the the skills competition. Did you but get a chance right, to watch so someone like know, but Did you get a chance to watch his? Inter- it would have been way more entertaining hearing Sean Just Avery rip that apart. Oh yeah. Or like like someone like Scott Hartnell who never shut up. The, one of those guys would have been funny. England they did it because he's a a Vegas guy. You know what? I get it. That was Bexa doing that too, right? Not that one, but he was on the ice. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? That was Bexa with the mask on. I thought it was. It no, I don't like think it. so. It sounded like him. I doubt if it was Kevin Bexa. Everyone would have been skating away from him like he was some pigeon. I think it was Kevin Bexa. I don't know, Maybe. but uh, so I started watching then. So I missed fastest skater. I missed like the breakaway challenge thing. Uh, Jordan Cairo on fastest skater. The the goalie challenge thing. The one where Chris Kreider did the fucking Kucherov. That was the goalie. I didn't get a chance to watch that. Also, who does Chris Kreider think he is, dude? Where Where is he getting all these skills all of a sudden? He tried the Michigan earlier against you guys, and it went in, and they wa- they waved it off, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it high stick or something? I don't remember what happened. Was it offside? Something happened where he did the Michigan. I was like, holy shit, Chris Kreider did the Michigan. I can't believe that. It, ha- it may have been a high stick. I forget. But, so, and, and then he does a Kucherov. Like... <laughs> so I'll give you the well, – hold on. Let's do. You want to do the skills thing now then? Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. All right. So the skills contest uh, was okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going to give it. it I don't okay. think, dude, I miss the days of like Lemieux and Korea. I feel like it was just way more. I understand what they're doing. They're trying to bring in like a younger audience and shit like that. But like that Jack Hughes thing was so fucking stupid. So was the Petro Angelo thing. Like, well, the Jack Hughes thing, the kid did the move that Jack Hughes did. It was the exact same move when they tossed the stick. I tried to find who that kid was because it's going to be something like a Make-A-Wish kid, and we're going to nope, throw a No, nope. it's uh, the equipment manager, the New Jersey Devils equipment manager's son. Oh, all right, then. Good. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 skills competition opened up, and it had Messier, Chelios, and Steve Levy talk, and they were up in the, the drumline area, you know, at Vegas, and they had yeah. these, like, purple chairs, and they brought them, like – platters of food like a medieval times type thing it was pretty fun had was messier drinking because i got some text messages being like i think mess might have been on the sauce they they didn't show it he did he was wearing they made him wear a crown him and chelios both and goddamn <laughs> chelios big ass bald head with the crown but the thing with chelios even with like this ridiculous crown he's got like a black suit on with like a golf shirt chris chelios 
he's a fucking stud. He's he cool, really is. Dude. He's cool. Um, but so Bucci Gras had this like blue suede sport coat on. Of course he did. And I'm just gonna quote my boy Fink because he he put this in our group chat. Fink's our Dallas writer. He goes, Bucci in that blue suede jacket is pure sex, <laughs> which describes it perfectly. Yeah. Bucci looked good. He looked good. But so the first thing was the fastest skater. Jordan Cairo St. Louis St. Louis won it. Uh the different this year is you could choose the direction that you want it to go. You could go clockwise or counterclockwise. Uh Kuznetsov. So it was it was Bucci and uh Boucher were doing like the commentary. And as Kuznetsov was going, they're all like, Oh, this this guy, he could this could be my pick. And Kuznetsov had like he did it like 16 seconds or something, like four seconds off the time. Mm-hmm. And Bucci goes, oh, I wonder how late he was out last night, which was like such an off the cuff great comment. Yeah, because yeah. of all yeah. Yeah. So Jordan Cairo won it uh with with uh I believe it was a sub 14. He just edged out McDavid. Uh there was a nice thing with uh Dylan Larkin uh tweeted or uh, on Instagram, I think it was yesterday. A picture of him and a picture of McDavid, and he's like, "When are we gonna go head to head or something like that?" It was a nice little back and forth. I hate it that I'm starting to become a Dylan Larkin fan. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I his, don't like his, it. His like stock has gone up exponentially this year. Yep, and Maz just nutted. Yep. <laughs> um, then they had, then they had the save streak, which was made up of tandems of goalies. Yeah, and they were at either end, and the players were in the middle. And the players would go one way than the other on on breakaways, and that's when Kreider did the Kuznetsov. Uh, back in the day, didn't they put like five pucks on the blue line? They'd go and shoot, come back, grab another puck, go and shoot, and they would do that, and then they'd be done, and then the next guy would go. So it was something but this like way. That. I think it's to make it. I think it's to make it quicker. They have the goalies as tandem, and no surprise, the tandem of Campbell and uh, Vasilevsky won the whole thing. Yeah, because I mean, how are you going to beat those guys? But I will say this: Cam Talbot was mic'd up, and he was perfect on his turn. He didn't let a goal in. That's cool. Yeah. I forget who he's paired with, but it's whoever's partner was letting <laughs> down. Then it was when you joined was the fountain face-off. They were on these little docks in the Bellagio. Bellagio. In the Bellagio uh, fountains with the fountains going behind them. And um, they had to get them in three out of four different things. I actually like this. I like it better than those stupid little nets. You know, I, I thought this was good. How'd they get them out there? A boat? There was a, a little catwalk like this wide. Oh, okay. That they, which was not lit up. Um, uh, Zach Wawenski won this actually. Yep. Did which see was that. a little bit of a surprise. Uh, then it was the hardest shot. Victor yeah. Hedman with his 122 flex. That's insane. It, dude. He's like seven feet tall. I know that, but I, I would try always to the fucking tallest guy. Wins. I feel like I would like try to shoot a, a puck with 120 flex stick and like, I'd break my wrists. Yeah, probably. But you're also not seven feet tall. I know, but that's wild. He's crazy. crazy. Just like Chara won. So anyway. Everybody broke 100. Yeah, he was 103.2. I will like to say is that Tom Wilson started getting booed during the save stuff and was roundly booed during this. So, But still, it would have been cool if Wilson won. What? Just as a villain. Like, I thought that would have been so Tom Wilson. The villain is Brad Marchand getting booed and, like, waving to the crowd. Brad Marchand. Well, Tom Wilson's out to hurt people. Um, <laughs> the the breakaway challenge, uh, they had a lineup of judges. So, all right, 
the girl, the young girl was one of the hockey initiative girls. So good for her, right? That was worthy. Didn't know her. No, they said who she was. I didn't know who she was. Next, next guy, guy, I didn't know him either. All right, so that's Darren. I, see, I'm a Raiders fan. So that's Darren Waller. Okay. He's the tight end for the Raiders who's overcome addiction, does a shitload for the community. Popular guy? Up, huh? Popular guy, like a fan favorite? Huge. Like huge. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Then it was Paul Coffey, who looked like fucking miserable to be there. Yeah, Paul Coffey looked like he was way too cool to be there. Well, it looks like he thought he was way too cool. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm going to skip the next guy for now because I want to give you the rest of the lineup. Then it was John Hamm, who is a huge star and a giant St. Louis fan. He got he got cheered pretty good, and he has a fucking hose on him. Yeah, I was, I was going to leave that alone, but sure. And then it was Mark Messier. So they have all these people who the make movie. sense. Then they got some fucking guy with a Muppet. Yeah. And he's like he a magician. Yeah. He even do anything with the Muppet. He held up a card so the camera had to zoom in and see his score. He wasn't even the funniest comedian with a Muppet. No. Is it? Didn't like Jeff Foxworthy and Larry, Larry the Cable Guy, didn't they hang out with somebody who had a Muppet? No. I thought I could have swore that they did. I don't think so. I could be wrong, but who's the guy with the Muppet who, oh my God, it, it, different Muppets. There's like a create, like an angry old dude. And then like, yeah, like a, guy, uh, I know a terrorist guy, that, that guy, guy hilarious. They yeah, but they, but like, you don't have to have that many judges. No, like if like who, like who's in the NHL who was like, Oh, there's some comedian that no one fucking knows, and he's got a Muppet. Let's put him next to fucking Hall of Famers. Yeah, and they didn't even, like, the guests that they chose, like, they should have done three big ones. And I feel like they did six. Well, eh. well I think everybody but the guy with the Muppet makes sense because they were in Vegas. Oh, so the God. Hockey Initiative girl, great. I thought it was weird that Derek Carr came out for, what one was it? Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. We'll come to that. So the first one who went was... Kaprizov, who did the Ovechkin uh, homage, and he did it offhand, right? Because he's it's different-handed than Ovechkin. Then it was Zegris, who did the, the cool dodgeball tribute with the blindfold, which was a sick move. I think he had tape on his stick, but whatever. It's still sick, and he scored. Oh, cool. uh, then Hughes with the magic thing, the mini-me, right? And then it was Dabrinkat, uh did the hangover. I thought Derek Carr would have gotten a better reception. Well, Derek Carr is like uh, Derek Carr to Las Vegas is like Tuca to Boston. Okay. Uh, so they had Derek Carr, Hunter you Renfro. Ever, yeah, you who, ever watch NCIS Los Angeles with LL Cool J? No. His his co-star reminds me a lot of Derek Carr. I forget Chris O'Donnell. Might be. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. So it was Derek Carr. It was Hunter Renfro that came out with him, who they just glossed over. I would have known that name. Yeah, Hunter Renfro is like one of their best receivers. Him and Darren Waller. He go to Tennessee. Uh no, uh Clemson. Clemson. Yep. So uh Hunter Renfro, then a fake Mike Tyson dragging a stuffed tiger. Because it, it was, was it was funny. That guy dapped up every one of the jokes. Oh, yeah. Because they and thought like, at first it was really Mike Tyson. That's yeah, why. But, like, that was the funniest part because I feel like every one of the judges were like, Who the fuck is this guy? They're like, it's Mike Tyson. Oh, wait, no, it's not. But then they were already committed. Um so uh, Derek that's like Carr, always. That's like always sunny in Philadelphia when they bring out Donovan McNabb, and it's not Donovan. Yeah, McNabb. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Derek Carr tossed a football to Debrinket. He then went forehand, backhand, and scored. Goalie almost made a six save on that. He actually tried on that one. Yeah, and then Petrangelo came out, 
And the he just fucking thing of the whole. He walked yeah. down and didn't do anything. Didn't score. You could see that he had the knee on on him. So they knew we were going to give him another try. So then he went again, lit up his jersey. But yet again, the NHL doesn't have a camera behind the net to watch the guy coming at you. Like, are you fucking kidding me? If you want to have a camera go with the guy, you got to have a stationary camera down the end. You can't afford two fucking cameramen. I mean, give well, me a break. Not, well, not even that. They play that fucking behind the net power play camera when everybody hates it anyway. That's exactly. not available. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So he then he did the drum line. They had the drum line. He did the neon. He didn't score. That was so but, weird. But then John Ham gave him a one and a nine together for 19, and they counted it. So he won because he was the local guy. Yeah. Zegris's Z- yeah. was cool. Zegris should have won for sure. I think what they do is they bring up four emergency backup goaltenders. They put them in net. So a majority of the goals will go in. And then you can watch NHL guys try to do cool shit against them. That would be way more fun than that. I would like to put a net, the two nets where they are, and then a net at the red line on the far boards. Okay? Yeah. You get your puck at center ice. You can go to your left or your right, whichever one first. You make a move there, score, not score, go to the next in the middle, score, not score, and then go to the end. So that way you have to come in for your left, you have to come in from your right, and you're coming in from the side. (laughs) Yeah. And there's strategy of which way you want to go. And then it's a cumulative score. And there's cooler shit you can do with different angles of like going out the net. Exactly. Exactly. So, yet, not only did I fix the All Star game last week, this week I fixed the skills. Very Um, Then they had the 21 and 22, which was that that bank of cards and they had to shoot to play blackjack. That would have been cool if the boys were fucked up. Like if they if they were waffled and they were just out dicking around like shooting pucks, that actually would have been kind of a cool thing. What I wrote in my notes was good idea, poor execution. Yeah. Joe Pavelski won it, but Brady Kachuk had a two and then missed. So if you're at a dealer, if you're at a table and you get up to leave with a two sitting there, you lose the hand. They don't let him keep going. Yeah, they just yeah, they just I don't think Pavelski missed. No, Pavelski did not miss. <clears throat> so he it should have been over and done. And Disco, I think, pointed it out, or maybe it was oh, it was Jenkins, I think, on the group chat. That uh, did you see how it went from bright light to dark during that? They might have been out there for a while doing that. <laughs> and they had the they had the street closed off. There was only like fifteen people watching. Like promote it, get a big crowd, because yeah. then the guys could play to the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing was the accuracy shooting. Sebastian Ajo was the only one to go four for four, and he won it. And he looked super serious. Like he was very much into it, like the Hardo and Jim class. And they interviewed him, and he speaks really good English. I I turned it off at that. Really point. good English, like you wouldn't even know that he was a Finn. Well, I think the Finns usually do. I was surprised. I don't think Capo has Capo got to New York and goes, "Wow, this is nice city." And then you have Sebastian Ajo, who's like fucking giving you the source words. It's like okay. Capo so that was just on that, one. that was just skills challenge. All right. Well, that's that's what we kind of have. We have the All Star game tomorrow. Are you gonna watch it? Yeah, probably if I'm home. I'll turn it on probably too. We gotta do some laundry. Not fucking else going on. But now we got two uh, Jersey retirements. First one, Sergey Zubov, uh, Fink, and Disco were there. Or was it just Fink? I think just Fink. I think they were at a different game. Okay, I'm not 100 percent on that. So and actually, shout out to Fink and Disco. <clears throat> Outside of you and the originals, they were the first meetup. Yeah, that was cool. I was oh, PMS I, guys. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Zubov played in 1,068 games, 152 goals, 619 assists for 771 points, 337 penalty minutes. 
In the playoffs, 164 games played, 24 goals, 93 assists, 117 points with 62 penalty minutes. He won both gold and silver playing for the Russia junior team, won Olympic gold for the United uh, Unified team in Russia in 92, Stanley Cup champion in the, with uh, New York in 94, and in 99 with Dallas. First and last player to wear 56 for Dallas. I think that's pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, there was some, oh, go ahead. I'll tell you afterwards. Uh, in 2009, he was ranked 72nd of the then 900 plus players for the New York Rangers in the last 82 years. I thought yeah. that was a cool stat. Yeah, I think when I think of Sergei Zubov, I think of him as a Ranger, but this was yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I the thing I thought was cool. I'm about kidding. The 56, no, I know the thing I thought was cool about the 56 is I think he was in Pittsburgh and he was wearing number three and he had a run of bad luck injury wise, uh-huh. and he was like, I got to change my number, and he switched to 56. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little thing I heard. I mean, it could be BS, but that's <clears throat> Now, I didn't see that ceremony, but I did watch the Henrik Lundqvist ceremony, which we're going to get into now. Um, and I understand New York kind of has like the whole Broadway fucking thing with it, but that was the coolest retirement ceremony I've ever seen in my entire That was awesome as someone who's not a Rangers fan. It was uh, – I cried, hand up. I cried for probably about a half hour. Not, I mean, obviously because of Hank, but cry like bawling, yeah, with manly leaks, bawling. <laughs> like I was, I was just thinking about like all the because they kept playing videos, and I remember like, wa- dude, I watched so many games with my dad with him, and I just, I was like, fuck, I wish yeah. you could watch it, kind of thing. Yeah. And there's even a moment where I'm crying, I'm sitting on the couch, and I literally vocalize like, why am I such a fucking pussy? And I look up, and they show Mark Messier, and Mark Messier is crying. I'm like, okay, mess. <laughs> all right, buddy. That makes me feel good. But so when we interview Messier, you can say that you he made you feel better about crying. Yeah. No. Uh, Cassio Marks, I thought this was cool. He kept every one of the pucks that Henrik Lundqvist got a shutout with and put it together for something for him to bring home. James Bill, uh the equipment manager. Cassio oh, Marks. Awesome. Really cool. Um, How many Ball, was it? Do you remember? Uh, fuck. 50, I put you on the spot with that. 50 to 60. Something. Did like he one. make like a design or something? I didn't it was see like that. this cool fucking thing and it had cut out and it was all the pucks that he had. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Johnny Mack gave him a uh, uh, New York Rangers guitar. Mm-hmm. James Dolan dished out a Louis Vuitton, like fucking baggage suitcase thing. Kevin Weeks had a, had a speech. Sam Rosen did a hell of a job emceeing it. The boys got him a bottle of wine because Henrik Lundqvist, he had this thing where he got a shutout. It was Henrik Lundqvist's wine club, and whoever wanted on the plane got a bottle of wine. It, it was just, it was so well done. And of course, just like Henrik Lundqvist's career, when the Rangers need to win for him, they don't. That was poetic, honestly. Um, and it was just uh, the Zuccarello thing, too. Oh my God. Yeah. They brought Hank on to announce the game and they're on the power play and Micheletti's like, what about your buddy Zook? And he goes, you better not let him score. And as he says, score Zook rips one from the point and he scores and he goes, Oh my God, did I just do that? That's um, one of those only moments in sports things that we talk about all the time. Yeah, Seriously. Oh, um, Oh, remind me. I have something I need to tell you about that. Not okay. that, but about one of those moments in sports. Uh, Zuccarello took the face off, the opening face off with Zabinajab. Not the opening, but the ceremonial one. It was cool because like they had the camera on everything that's going on. So I'm pretty sure the camera that we watched on TV was the camera that they had up on the jumbotron. And every time they panned over to Zook, all you heard was Zook. Like he yeah. got one of the biggest fucking receptions. They love him. There. Sucks that he's not there, dude. It blows. But really quick, Minnesota Wild are a really fun hockey team to watch. Like. Yeah. They bang. They're skilled. That Kaprizov kid. They play and, like Billy Garen. And Kaprizov and Panarin were out on the ice quite often with each other. And it was funny watching those guys kind of go at it. Like, not like in a mean way, but you could definitely tell when they were around each other. 
they're like, okay, like, let's go. Like it was like a Russian yeah. on Russian battle. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I have on that. The Rangers, they just, they just beat the Panthers. They're so weird, dude. They like get shit kicked by the avalanche and the flames, but then they go out and they beat the Panthers and it's like, well, what the fuck's going on? I'm a little bit worried. They, when the Rangers play they and they're playing well, dude, they can play with anybody, but when they're not, it's like they get the puck, they get, they get the zone, they get it deep. There's no four check puck goes back the other way. A turnover in the neutral zone. They just keep giving the team the puck like over and over and over again. So they're not a possession team. No, um, there was a play when they played against the Panthers. I'm just gonna, this is, this is my Rangers talk. So, okay. uh, there was a play against the Panthers where Mason, I think it's Mason Marchment, uh, hit Strom after Strom had shot the puck. Strom went out in the third period and fought him. I thought that was fucking cool. Uh, and after the game, they, they talked to Glant. Glant said that was perfect. That's what we needed our guy to do. I understand that he's a big part of our team, but we want our guys standing up for each other and standing up for themselves. So, Love seeing that. Um, I mean, they're second in the East. I think a lot – there's more and more talk about – I mean, different people are saying the Rangers want to be where the Rangers were without Igor Shesterkin as if it's some sort of chirp. But, like, that's what happens when you have the best goal in the National that's Hockey so, League on your team. So dumb. It's so, so dumb. dumb. It's like, oh, the Rangers would be nothing without Adam Fox and Igor Shesterkin. Uh, you think? Like <laughs> That's that's the whole point of a team. It's- yeah. <laughs> like, What? It's fucking crazy. Oh, that the Edmonton Oilers would have been nothing without Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier. Yeah. No, no shit, bud. Like it ain't that fucking hard, man. So dumb. The so Bruins dumb. would suck if they didn't have Bergeron, Pasternak, and Martian. Wow. Oh, I mean, you're truly idiot. you are smartest. Tremendously tremendous. That's the part. That's the part where the 24-hour news cycle works against people because it's like you have to fill time and people run out of intelligent things to say. Lafreniere is getting a shot on the first line. In terms of like five on five goals with top picks, he's up there pretty big. And a lot of people are saying he's not on the power play. He's not getting this. He's not getting that. I think it kind of goes both ways. I think a lot of his goals aren't really him like doing anything special. It's just him being in the right spot. And people be like, oh, well, you need to know where to be in the right spot and all that shit, I guess. But like he's not doing Trevor's eager shit in the fucking all-star skills comp. That's all I'm saying. And actually, I brought this up to my buddy, like, and I'm probably gonna get hosed for this. I would, I would think about trading both Capo and Lafreniere for Zegers. I think Zegers is going to be a fucking stud. Like, and I think he's not gonna come off Zegers. No, and, and and the Rangers wouldn't do it either. But like, I think Zegers is that much better and is going to be that much better. But who knows? Maybe Lafreniere. His his issue is foot speed. Every everybody figures it out at different rates too. Yeah, his is, his is just foot speed. Like he definitely sees the ice well. He's gonna get stronger, but he's a big kid too. He's a big yeah. kid. Uh, Kreider was interviewed. He said how awesome it was to see like uh, Lafreniere grow like day by day, week by week. So that was also kind of nice to see that like inside the locker room. They're like they're kind of <laughs> like that too. Um, but. Yeah, for that's my Rangers talk. I know I did it before we normally do Rangers talk, but well, I'll hop into Bruins and then I can come back to the other story. All right, cool. So the Bruins, uh, they people fucking annoy me so much. The people, all right. So the Bruins beat Seattle, right? They needed they needed a W before the break, and they beat Seattle. Yeah, it's an expansion team, but these guys are all playing hard, and it's still an NHL team. And you still get two fucking points. So to to deal with the Boston fans that are online is just so annoying and tiresome. So I wrote an article and I wrote Bruins say no to crack, but yeah. I spelled it K R A K, right? 
Yeah, I saw somebody tweet like this wasn't the headline I was expecting to see. Like I thought it was fun. Right. No, no, that was something different. Okay. What you're talking about. Because I, I wrote they I wrote uh the Bruins send the crack and pack and then someone was like, oof. I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. Wait, did you get shit for that? No, no. I got shit for Bruins say no to crack. I had I think five people put comments saying it was the Kraken. They just missed it. I'm like, oh my God, if I have to explain the joke to you, you're too fucking stupid to read my yeah. shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'll give you uh, that. I'm at the point where, you know, I like, and I said that the, and I wrote, cause I put up the, see so a little, little secret behind the scenes here at the morning skate. We put our, our blogs in fan groups so people see it and we yeah. gain traction that way. And uh, yeah. so I, so you put like, I put, I don't like to copy and paste the headline when I put a post up, I have the post, but I always say something different. Like I'll be like Bruins get the W versus Seattle Bruin outlast the Kraken. So I change it for every group. Right. Yeah. So I wrote Bruins come back against the Kraken. So the Bruins were up two nothing. They let the Kraken back in, so it was two two, and then they ended up winning. So technically, it was not a comeback, right? It depends on what you're talking about. It sounds like they gave up two, and then they came back from giving up the two goals. Right. It that's, that's, how I, that's how I meant it's it. Semantics. But some guys like it's not a comeback, bro, and he's like all caps, and I'm like, oh my god. So I I responded to him, and I'm like, I go LOL because you want to soften it up, right? I go LOL. Well, hey, we're in need of an editor if you're interested. And then, like, another six people, like, you guys need an editor. And I'm like, oh, fuck oh, off. I, one of them, I, he was such a loser. And I looked at his profile, and I was like, I want to DM this guy and saying, you're not allowed to read my shit. But I was like, I'm not going to. I don't want to do that. You're so telling anyway, me, you're telling me Boston Bruins fans are overreact to everything? Oh, fuck, man. So, speaking of Boston, Boston Bruins fans overreacting, Rask is out right now with a lower body injury which Cassidy described as lingering effects from his off-season hip surgery. Has bringing back Tugarass done anything for you guys? No. It pissed off Swayman, maybe. But still early. Yeah, it's still early and he never got the he never got the rehab stint and everything. So now Swayman and uh Omar <laughs> reunited. Rask is on, you know, uh whatever they call it. He's just out day to day. Uh so that brings back the goalie hugs and the goalie toast. Everybody loves that. Uh, Trent Frederick and Nick Foligno are back practicing with the team, not in for games yet. Um, the time off, in my opinion, is going to be good for Marshawn that he's not going to the All-Star game because he's not 100% after that scumbag hit from Hathaway still. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think this will be good for him. Um, oh, what was the last thing? Oh, Hall. Taylor Hall. You saw the hit with Nathan McKinnon, right? Did yeah. we talk about this? No, I, don't, I think it was after. Okay. So Hall hit Nathan McKinnon clean, but the stick hit him in the face, his own stick, and split him open, and they called Hall for a major, then downgraded it to a minor. It's a freak accident. Right. But the NHL doesn't have it in the rules that you can call a major and downgrade it to a minor, but if you but when you go to review, you can't wipe the minutes off the board entirely, which is a mistake. They should be able to do that. So then, of course, Landeskog wanted to fight him. People are running Hall, and Hall's like, why am I fighting? And he's not a fighter. Yeah, and then of course all the Bruins fans are like, "We need a defenseman that can stick up for Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall should have dropped the gloves. He's not a true Bruin." Shut the fuck up. The Bruins scored on the power play, right? That's what matters. And they hung with Colorado for that game. Ugh. So, anyways, 
Uh, <laughs> I just get so annoyed. Uh, um, the Bruins. Oh, this is another one. Oh my god! So the Bruins came into the the Seattle game was the hockey is for everyone night. Yep. And the Bruins came in with the Boston Pride jerseys on, walking into the game. The Boston Pride is the premier hockey federation, the women's league. That's the Boston team. And it's a lioness on the, is the logo. It's a pretty cool Jersey, black and gold with a lion. It's a lioness. And it's, it ties in because it's also pride, like, you know, gay pride, whatever. It's nice. All these people like these alternate jerseys stink. That doesn't even look like a bear. I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) So the last thing I have (laughs) with my annoyance. Oh, two things. One. So, the Seattle game really showed how in the expansion draft, the Bruins should have protected Jeremy Lausanne and not protected Connor Clifton. Since Connor Clifton can't crack the lineup right now because of Earl Vakanainen and Jeremy Lausanne is playing solid minutes and looks great for the crowd. I, I always thought Lausanne wasn't bad. Hal gave me a lot of shit for that because he was he was a bigger guy. But Lausanne beat the fucking wheels off Bujnevich last year, right? Yeah. So he's kind of yeah, got a little tough, too. too. Yeah, yeah. so. Well, I mean, to to be fair, Clifton will fight too, but he can't he can't crack the lineup right now. I th- yeah, it's because he talks too much. Well, and Vakaninen's playing really well. Where's where like... where'd Vakaninen come from? Is that a pick? Yeah, he was a draft pick. Yep. You like seeing that? So we have yeah, some, no. oh, I, I mean, we have Braden Schneider. We have some younger younger defensemen kind of, you know, playing well. Which you, I, you like to see, dude? Right? Like, I'm all about homegrown talent, dude. If I could have my team just be nothing but homegrown people, it'd be sick. That's but... the way. That's what you have to do. So the last thing I have. So for everybody who's crying that we don't have a second line center, and I hate when I say we, the Bruins. Uh, so in January, the Bruins went in 15 games played, they went 11-3 and one. Okay. The the Bergeron line with Bergeron in between Marshawn and Craig Smith went combined 15, 22, and 36. Decent. The Eric Hall line, which is the second line between Taylor Hall and David Pasternak, went 20, 23, and 43. For those that struggle with math, that's seven more points than Bergeron's line. So shut the fuck up. We're good at center. There you go. I like that second line. Who is it? Marshan? Oh, Hall. Yeah. It's Hall, Pasternak, and uh, Eric Haller. Yep. So, hey, Claude Giroux, you can still come. You can play third line center, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you guys get like Pavelski. That'd be such a Bruins thing. If I know I he's playing for the Rangers, but. Out of everybody that they're, that's rumored, I would pick JT Miller. Well, yeah. Yeah, that'd be my pick. Drew would be pretty good, though. Drew, Pavelski, yeah. I don't know if Drew will come here. I don't know. He gets picked. Oh, oh, the last story I wanted to talk about that I forgot. So I forgot to put this in the sheet. So there was this story, and this happened like two weeks ago, and I forgot at the time, and I kept forgetting until I wrote an article when they played the Kraken, and it reminded me to mention it. Uh, So Ryan Donato, son of Ted Donato, former Bruin, you know, Harvard guy. He's now the coach at Harvard. His son broke in with the Bruins. Didn't work out here. He went to Minnesota. Now he, he got picked by Seattle. He's actually playing well for Seattle. So Ryan Donato formed a relationship with uh, Colby Cave in the Bruins farm system. Mm-hmm. And Colby Cave, as you remember, passed away <clears throat> tragically from a brain bleed, I believe, at age 25. So... Donato has kept in touch with Colby K's Emily, uh, widow named Emily, I believe her name is. Uh, she and Donato's girlfriend are very close. She gifted Donato one of Colby K's ties that he wore to a game. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things that happens in sports, right? So 
Colby K's widow went to her first game at Seattle. Donato knew she was coming, wore the tie to that game. Scored. Game tying goal. Man. Forced overtime. And then scored the first goal in the shootout and got the number one star that night. It's cool shit, dude. I fucking love those stories. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible, and I and you know, my heart goes out to OBK's family and friends, and my condolences, obviously. And you know, but this is such a nice yeah, way goosebumps, to yeah, goosebumps, yeah. dude. So it's obviously a really shitty situation, but if you could ever shine any sort of positive light on it, yeah. that's fucking cool, dude. Yeah, he was there. There's well, a lot of dude. There's a lot of like he was there, and like oh, was he? He was there. Yeah, yeah, that's for cool. sure. So, um, all right, dump it. Change it up, dude. What do we got? <laughs> dump and change. You and me. Uh, you know what, dude? I think we should start doing the Boston Rangers before dump and change. I feel like right now is a great time to dump and change. Okay. All right. So dump and change. <laughs> dude, I can't read this first one. I'll read it. Can I? Yeah, sure. So Ben Roth <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger retires and college women across the country feel safer. Getting rowdy as Roethlisberger in a bathroom stall. That's an Eminem lyric. Um, Do you know know the story about him and uh, Stormy Daniels, too? No. So you know who Stormy Daniels is, right? Of course, dude. All right. So apparently, and this is allegedly, I'm not sure if this is fact or not. Okay. I've I've read this in a few different things. So the night that Trump had sex with Stormy Daniels, Roethlisberger then walked her back to her hotel room after just having her time with Trump banging the Don right gets there. So she was just freshly fucked. She, they get to her door and he's like, aren't you going to invite me in? And she's like, no, he's like, you sure? And it got to the point where she was like, do I have to call security? And then he bounced Ben Roethlisberger, dude. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, yeah. Harambe for the Bengals. I thought this was great. This, this team, this is this team, off the, team of destiny for the NFL. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Big Cat and PFT, dude, and nobody's giving them fucking credit, but that's what it comes down to. I forget who they had on their show, but they asked him if they're doing it for Marambe, and the guy had, like, a super serious, like, yeah. With Sam you know, Hubbard, the DN. Yeah. <clears throat> He's like, yeah, you know, we, uh, we are. So we love that. Remember, the, that's America's gorilla. <laughs> There's a giant statue to him. Should be. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady retired. Put out this long Instagram thing about Buccaneers. All the Patriots fans are pissed off about it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know, but I guess Robert Kraft threw a tantrum when the Brady Instagram kind of came out. The Brady Instagram thing was bizarre though, because he is he is Tom. He's not a dummy. Like he does everything for a reason. I wonder what that reason was. Well, he he said his goodbye to New England when he left. Yeah, but your your career, dude. You're. Nobody Listen, I'm not going to go into this you. now because I'm saving it for my zero. <clears throat> Nobody remembers you as a Buccaneer. I do. I'm saving this for my zero. <laughs> I'm not going to go into this <clears throat> at this point. Keep it with Jackass. WWE Sami Zayn shows up at Jackass Forever premiere and gets tossed by security while getting zapped with a cattle prop that Oxwell had with him. Love that. Love to it's see awesome. it. And then, and then uh, the Jackass guys show up at the theater dressed as ushers to welcome the moviegoers. All around, all around the country. Salt of the earth. Yep. That's that stand up. And then PK Subban's in the new movie ripping clappers at, at jock straps. Dude, someone is tied to a net like spread eagle. Is that a, a real puck? Is that a real puck? Oh god, yeah. Could you imagine doing that? Have you ever seen the cup test that Johnny Knoxville did years ago when they first started? Bro, what if you missed the cup? Oh, they have full pads on. 
Oh, I thought he was naked with a cup on. No, no, no. They were full pads, but it's all exposed. Have you ever seen when they did the, the cup test? They like had Knoxville laying down. They dropped a bowling ball off a building. Off a building? Yeah, it was like two stories, dude, three stories not, probably. Couldn't be me. No way. Yeah. They're nuts, dude. They're you realize, nuts. right? You realize that it's so when we're recording this right now, it's a, it's quarter twelve Eastern time. The latest show by me is at ten fifty. If I can sneak out, if I can get my daughter to bed, I'm gonna go over the weekend. So it's out right now. I'll I'll try to go see that. It's too. out right now. All right. But that's what we had for dump and change. Yeah, it was a uh, light dump and change. Heavy on jackass. <laughs> yeah. Beerly ground up. I'm real quick. We won our first round playoff. I think we won like 10 to 2. Top line, I think what went I think we had collectively like 16 points. Uh it's a good line for the boys. Uh it was good. I mean, we we're buzzing. Um, we're missing a couple of key players this weekend. We're gonna see what ends up happening, but it was nice to get back out there play a little bit of hockey, you know, and, um, you know, get a ton. I, I don't really have that much with beer league hockey as of right this second, but kind of anticlimactic. Well, if it makes you feel better, I have less than you for beer league hockey because okay. I did not have my PCR test back, so I couldn't in good conscience go. So I did have not skated since the last time we talked. I was just going to say I have – that would have been my tremendously tremendous. I was going to say I have not skated since the last well, time I skated. skated. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I believe I have three games upcoming this week, so I should be in tip-top form for those. Bro, have you ever heard of a Wordle? You ever heard of that? The game Wordle? Yeah. You ever play yeah, it? Yeah. Like the five letters and you have yeah. to – I just started playing those today. Very random, but kind of fun. My advice to you is to pick the same first word every time. Yeah, it's a do. A-D-I-E-U. You get all the vowels Ooh, that's out. that's a good one. Yeah, you get all the vowels out first fucking round. It's never going to be that, but at least you're going to know okay, these are here. And so I've been, putting, I've been using the word fruit, but I can't change it because if I change it up, it's going to be fruit and I'm going to be yeah. pissed. I, uh, my word, I, I solved it like three rounds. I think it was pleat P L E A T. Yep. Yep. Good word. Good word to do. Uh, that's why we have a beer league now. Dominic. Moore. Know, where the fuck wordle came no from. Idea, Dominic Moore zero zero. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. Should we have a segment called Stream of Consciousness? And we each, <laughs> we each have to say three words and we just go for 20 minutes on whatever those words make us think of. I very well could do that. Uh, my zero of the week is anybody who comes over to my apartment and gets pissed off that my Christmas tree is still up. My Christmas tree is still up Dude, because it comes in a giant a different direction. It comes in a giant fucking box and I don't have anywhere to put the box. Like it's just. I don't know what to do about it. So I'm just going to leave the fucking thing up. Also, I like watching TV with the lights off, but a little bit of light, and it's the perfect it's amount of light. light. Yeah. It's the perfect amount of light. Actually, for Christmas, my wife got me a light that goes behind the TV. Have you heard of this? Yes, 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 yes. So that's the same theory. Yeah. But, like, dude, get off my dick, man. I'm not going to be here that much longer. Let me let me live with my life. So. Who complains about your Christmas tree? Well, I don't want to talk about it, but we're, that's we're, what we're, I thought your zero was gonna be. Yeah, yeah, no. I was like, oh, Ken, all right, well, this really is stream of consciousness. No, I'm just uh, just let, let a guy live. Right. So that's my zero of the week. Uh, my zero of the week is all these fucking Pats fans who got upset about the IG post. Tom Brady owes you and this region nothing. He got you six Super Bowls. There are kids out here in the world running around, probably named Brady or Gronk, that don't 
know what it's like to ha- root for a shitty fucking football team. So shut the fuck up. Be happy with what you had. Boo-hoo, he didn't fucking thank the Patriots fans. He thanked the Patriots fans when he left. He's also supposedly going to sign a one-day contract to retire as a Patriot. And now everybody's like, oh, he went out and said something. He replied to everybody going, oh, yeah, and to all my Patriots fans, I love you too. Like, you fucking babies. Good Christ. Try rooting for the Raiders, who (laughs) should have been a fucking champion except for your bullshit tuck rule game that I was at cheering for the Patriots. Raiders at the Patriots. So shut the fuck up. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, and my, my hero of the week, we talked about it, but the Henrik Lundqvist ceremony was one of the coolest things. I really wish that I could have gone to that. Actually, I don't because I would have been crying in public and that would have been a fucking. You would have had the, 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 the crying hug with some stranger that you were. I would have went viral and it would have been awful. <laughs> it would have been fucking awful. So. Uh, but it's just very well done. Dan Girardi was there. Ryan Callahan was there. I think Torch was also there. Um, and it was cool to see because they, oh, had- they told Torch about the party this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was cool to see uh, Messier, Richter, Graves, and Leach together. Like, I can't imagine what they did after the game. That that probably was whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty fucking sweet. So, um, oh, really random. Guess who's dating Ron Duguay? I know this. Sarah fucking Palin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's Whoa. in New York fighting a fighting some suit, right, or something anti-vax. What, thing what a what a wild! I, Ronnie still got it. He used to date that model. I remember that. Uh, dude, Ron Duguay, man, one of the fun, one of the funniest interviews. Not the actual interview, but just like the pre-interview that we did with him was just. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you after. It was, right, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, that's my hero. My hero is uh, Judy. I'm not going to say her last name. She's one of my customers. Um, I love the name Judy. And I'm not chirping Judy, but whenever I hear the name Judy, I always think Juicy Booty Judy. All right. So this Judy's like 70. So <laughs> okay. well, maybe at one time. Maybe at one well, time. Um, so super nice lady she's always sending me nice texts she's always telling me how great a job i do she's always recommending me to other people when i was uh plowing her out this this storm she uh had an oven handle that was loose and she couldn't figure it out so i was like listen i'm waiting on a pcr test she's like i'm double vax doesn't matter you can come in so we masked up i fixed her oven for her she baked me chocolate chip banana bread as a thank you then, <laughs> then tells me that while I'm out plowing, she's like, it'll be ready in 40 minutes if you want to swing back by. And I'm like, all right. So then tells me that she did an ingredient wrong. She forgot something. So she wanted to remake it. Oh my God. So she so she got she brought the other one over to my house because I was already home and dropped it off at the front door because she didn't want to get my daughter, you know, exposed in case she was asymptomatic. Bro. So she made me she made me two banana breads. She told me to throw one of them away. Listen, Judy, if you're listening, the both banana breads were delicious, like I told you, but we're in the process <laughs> of eating the second one because it still tastes good. Not then she asked me because around here, for some reason, they ask you to shovel out the fire hydrants if it's on like in front of your house. Like the fire department can't go around and shovel out fucking fire hydrants. But anyways, so she, the neighbor who normally does it um was away. Do you get tagged if you don't? What do you mean? Like, do you get yelled at if you don't fucking travel it out? I have no idea. 
Fair enough. I, I have no idea. I don't have one by my house, so I'm not worried about it. But anyways, so she asked me, she said, hey, my neighbor who's away, you know, do you mind? So I just scooped it out with the plow. I scooped out around it. No big deal. She made a whole big thing about this. She nominated me for something called Lasagna Love. So it's this organization that makes lasagnas for people that are nominated. And I said to her, I go, Judy, I don't need you to get me a lasagna. I can afford to have a lasagna. I go, give it to somebody who's in need at the holidays, you know? Fuck that. Get your lasagna, bro. Well, she was like, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. You know, I, you just, you're such a good guy. You always help me out. This woman is like the salt of the earth saint. Like there's a, uh, there's like a drop box for clothing for the church up by my house. Mm -hmm. And people always leave like, they'll leave like a TV next to it. Like you're not supposed to do that. And she takes pictures. She's always good with like, doing like she, she'll send out things on facebook groups like hey i'm doing a charity drive for this mission if anyone has stuff i'll come around to your house so anyway so all this stuff she does and that she nominated she made me two banana breads and she nominated me for a lasagna and my ingrate daughter won't write a thank you note i've been arguing with her for days trying to get her to draw a banana bread or write a thank you note but uh yeah so my hero of the week is judy and people like her my zero of the week is our generation because they don't make people like that anymore. Like she's, that, you know what I mean? That's fucking cool. It's nice yeah. to know that there's still good people out there that are like that. So now I'm, I, I think now I get to nominate someone for a lasagna. I think that's how it works. You should nominate me, man. I don't. Yeah, I guess I could. What'd yeah. You do? Just, do anything good? I'm just. No, hungry. no. Right. I'll nominate you when you come home. I'm just hungry. I'll wait till you come home because your mom is a, a frontline worker. Yeah, she's a frontline worker, man. That's yeah. right. And I'll nominate yeah, you. So what I'll do is I'll nominate your mom, and you can sleaze off your mom. <sighs> Been doing it for 31 years, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no reason to stop now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not prepared for three stars, but we're gonna do it because I was on. I we're gonna we're gonna play by here. We talked about it. I know, I, dude. I sometimes just don't understand it. All right. <laughs> All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are. Stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. <laughs> All right, Brownie, take it away. Explain. Right, so, so when I was watching the skills, they were standing on the the dock in the middle of Bellagio, right? And they were flipping the pucks. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing to do, right? And it's not yeah. something you would normally do. So, like, you can go to Vegas and go to the Bellagio, stay there, have a great time, go on the gondolas, gamble. Enjoy the fountains, but you don't get to stand on a floating dock flipping pucks at something. Okay. So it's a unique experience. So I said, why don't we come up with unique experiences that we would like to do? And I'm not saying that, oh. Is it hockey related? No, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, like, I, have, I have hockey related ones. All right, you can do hockey. I have a couple that are both. But I, what I want, what I was trying to say was it shouldn't be, it should be something like where cost isn't a uh, issue, but it's not like, Oh, I want to make a brownie sandwich with Rihanna and Salma Hayek. That's my, you know what I mean? That's not the yeah. experience I'm talking about. Okay. So. All right. Well, I'm going to keep mine hockey. I have two. And then I'll try to come off the cuff as the other one. But my okay. third star. Uh, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't want to be involved, but I'd like to see it. Like a hockey fight, but as if it were like a UFC fight. Like not in terms of like, you can like freaking like tap people out but like an octagon people an octagon of ice yeah where you have ryan reeves and like tom wilson get in there and just beat you're, the, you're describing uh 
in Goon 2 when they did that fighter thing. Never seen Goon 2. You should watch Goon 2 because Wyatt Russell's in it. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be fucking Actually, cool. Wyatt Russell's the badass in that movie. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, like up in Canada, they have, um, like here they have Dancing with the Stars. They got like Skating with the Stars or something like right. that. Yeah. <clears throat> in the movie, there's the takeoff on that. And I don't remember the name of it, but it's something like, like fighters of the, like old fighters come out and fight. Mm-hmm. Similar to what you're saying. I like that. Yeah. So that, that's me, my third star. What's your third star? So I had a bunch of these. I wasn't really sure what to, like, which way to go with. So, um, what's the lake up in Canada? Lake Victoria. That's that ridiculous, beautiful lake. L- Louise. Lake Louise. Like, I think that would be awesome. Like, to helicopter in with a bunch of buddies and cabin up there and go play pond hockey for a weekend, but not with fucking other people. Yeah, just the boys. Like, I want to pick who's there. Right. And we have like two two rinks side by side and winners stay on. And then there's a huge house like that would be like an experience like that was what I was thinking. That would so, be cool. So something like that. So here is my third star. My third star, which is. Oh, and this is my honorable uh, my honorable mention, because this I can do. And at some point in my life, I'm, I'm gonna. Do you know there's only, I believe, one place in the world where orcas beach themselves? Have you ever seen this? No. <laughs> why why do you have that expression on your face you you could have given me one million chances to guess what you were gonna say and orcas beaching themselves wouldn't have been even remotely so, that. there's this place in the southern tip of argentina uh is it argentina no i don't think it's Ar- it's south america i don't think it's argentina it's called tierra del, tierra del fuego and there's these really steep beaches and the sea lions sun themselves and the orcas learned at this, they learned this at a young age. They slide in on the surf, grab a seal, and slide back out. It's fucking insane. And the water runs red with the blood of seals. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if I could handle it because I, I have nothing against seals, but I just love orcas. I feel like orca might be my spirit animal if I was going to have one. And uh, like if I could be an animal, orca would be my pick. It's about to go off the rails really quick. So we have this conversation at my job. What is the biggest animal that you could beat up? Because I think I could one punch an emperor penguin. How is that big? Penguins? That emperor penguin's a big like fucking animal. Troll, aren't they? I thought an emperor penguin was like the size of a human. No. An emperor one? Like a regular penguin, yeah, but an emperor penguin. Let me look it up. And don't they have a long beak that they could stab you with? Hit them right in the fucking jaw, bud. They all fall the same. <laughs> I we're think we shouldn't talk about this. Like we're we're gonna get we're we're gonna get in trouble. I think. I think I could. I could. So you're saying beat to death with your bare hands? Yes. Are we going by like height or mass or weight? What are we? What's the biggest animal? Oh, emperor penguins are small, dude. How big? 51 pounds. I could fuck up an egg. But how high? How tall are they? Dude, it doesn't matter. It's 51 pounds. Like, I think I could kill a mini horse. A mini horse? Yeah, let's stop talking about this stuff, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my second star. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That was only my honorable mention, dude. Uh, Whoa, land the fucking plane. How are you still on your honorable mention? Because I was telling you about the orcas. You went from Lake Louise. No, so no, I was just talking about orcas. that. Lake Louise was an example. Okay. And then I said, I said the orcas is something that I think I can actually do. 
So, but that's not what you're picking. No, it's not what I'm picking. I think okay, I can actually well, do that. So so, listen, buddy, I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> so my number three star, which I don't think I could make happen, but it would be awesome, is I would like to have a roller hockey tourney on the Great Wall of China. That'd be kind of cool. I think that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Again, only invited who I want, you know. That would and I feel cool. like that would be highly frowned upon on the Great Wall of China. But I feel like it's super wide, so you could play for miles. Yeah. That would be cool. So there you go. Damn, man. I, I, my brain is fried. I can't think of anything. I can think of like a thing that I would want to go to. They have this thing called, I think it's called Paleo or Paleo or some shit like that. And it's in Italy or whatever. And they have like so like a, a certain amount of jockeys and these horses run through the fucking streets. That's and the ring of the bulls in Pamplona. No, 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 no. It's with horses and there's jockeys and they fall off and the horses go all over the goddamn place. You have to look it up. It's electric and they do it once a year. And it's, so you'd want to ride one of these horses? I would just want to fucking be there, dude. Like the yeah, atmosphere there. But that's what I'm saying. That's something you could actually do in theory. So is it something that I can't actually do? In something theory? that you can't like. We can't go to Bellagio and flip pucks. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, what is some like weird random experience like that you could do? Like, per, all right, so let's just say this would never happen, but wouldn't it be cool to set up an outdoor rink in the middle of Times Square? Yeah. Right. So that's something that we can't make happen, but it would be awesome if we could. <sighs> I just don't. Do know, I just one? don't know if I'm creative enough to do this. Like another thing that's kind of coming to my mind is like the the hot dog eating contest, but like I could do that. Yeah. Fuck me. I don't know. You just you just go and I'm gonna rip yours apart. Oh, right, that's fine. Uh I would like to go on horseback through Yellowstone and have my run of the park with no one fucking else in it. You can do that, can't you? No, there's fucking millions of people there. Oh well with nobody there. Okay. Yeah, that's the appeal. See, here's the thing. I like you, I like some other people, but as a general rule. I don't fucking like people. Yeah, I don't either. Like, how great would it be to play wiffle ball in Yankee Stadium? That would be sick. Right? With your buddies. That's the kind of stuff, like, we're thinking of here. That would be really, really, really fucking cool. Or go camping in Fenway. Like, you could go, like, have a barbecue in the fuck in front of the monster. I mean, stuff like that. I would love to get hammered and go fishing at a Bass Pro Shop. Perfect! <laughs> that That would be fun. Yeah. With the boat and shit, you know yeah. they're there. You can see yep. them. Like that would be okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, welcome I'm, aboard. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about other shit. That okay. All right. Um, you want to go rollerblading through the Guggenheim with me? I would love to swim in an in an in ground pool filled with twisted tea. <laughs> now like we're cooking beer, like beer fest. Yes, there. <laughs> that would be incredible. There you go. Okay, so it's okay. I'm just thinking of, of stuff on Pat. Like, I love napping, but I don't know what I could. I would love to sleep where, like, where it would be comfortable to sleep. Like, you know, I don't know. Fucking White House guy. I love napping. Girls, we're not going to bring up. No. Fishing, twist the tea, mowing the lawn, but there's not like a lawn that I'd want to mow more than any other lawn. I love hockey, but we already kind of talked about hockey. And you've been to Lake Placid. Like, Lake Placid would be pretty cool, but you've already done that. 
Yeah. Fuck. I I mean, I would love to go to the fucking North Pole. There you go. I, those are mine. I'm just That's not easy to do. All right, my last one is I would like the park to myself and whoever I choose to go. Disney World. No, no lines. No one there. I want all the characters there, and the people who man the. And I want the employees there, right? But I want me and fifty people of my choosing to have their run of the fucking park. That would be cool. Ooh, be sick. you know how like Italians do like the seven fish and like all these things for oh, like the feast of seven fishes. I'd like to do that, but Guy, Guy Fury's making my shit. I'll be all right. Do you know I have a standing invite for two different uh, Christmas Eve uh, night of the fishes, and you don't go. No, because my uh, mother-in-law does Christmas Eve dinner. I can't. What do you guys eat for Christmas Eve? Fucking fish. Yeah. And and for the first three years I was there, I kept quiet and just shoved the salmon around my plate. And she'd be like, "You're not hungry," and I'd be like, "No, I don't like salmon." And I finally <laughs> told her. And now I get now I get haddock. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna make my own Christmas Eve tradition because I just you lasagna, should. lasagna, peppercorn steak. And like, fucking something else. And like, every year that be- what you should do if you want to make your tradi- a tradition, you should make this for your mom this year. What? What you just said? Yeah, I could do that. Surprise. She likes lasagna. She likes lasagna. Hey, mom, I'm making a new Christmas tradition. That could be it's cool. Just like we we've incorporated Day of the Dead into our Halloween stuff for my daughter. Are you That's the one? Who, are you the one who like for a certain holiday everybody shows up with their favorite dish? Or like something gets made that's their. You get favorite. to pick my mom. That was my mom's thing. You get to pick for Thanksgiving your favorite. Yeah, dish. that's fuck. That's pretty fucking. That's lights out. Yeah. Damn man, that. The, if I come up with any other ones in my in my downtime, I'll I'll let you know. That was a good question. My brain could not comprehend that. I'm like, well. And then you were texting with me, and we were in the group text. And I remember I looked at this when you responded in the group text or something, and I'm like, "He's way too distracted for my." <laughs> like I knew, I'm like, "There's no way this is gonna work out." It would, uh, yeah. Like I think it would be cool to like go work on like, uh, what's that? The da- uh, danger cool patch. If, yeah, it'd be cool if Morgan cool. Freeman married me to whoever I get married to. If what? If Morgan Freeman married me to whoever I get married to. Oh, he did the ceremony? Yeah. He got a good voice. Yeah. There's that. But okay. Well, guys, that was this week's podcast. Shout out to Judy. Shout out to everybody who listens to our podcast each week. Um, we 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 enjoy doing these things. So uh Brownie and I are gonna watch the All-Star game tomorrow. we we'll get back at it, but Brownie. Oh hey, uh, I saw Jerome McGinley on a podcast, so he does. He will do podcasts. Okay, so just gotta get him on. Yeah, shout out to you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are, because if you ever come on, you'll be my hero of the week. So with that incentive, I hope that gets to you. Yeah, he's for sure coming on now. So. <laughs> uh, but thanks, guys, for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>